Fitness with Jack Nunn. How's it going, Jack? Good. How are you? Good, man. It's uh, Tuesday, July 10th, and I think this is the, the eighth episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me just make an adjustment there. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think if we do that, it'll be better. All right. Um, well, we're coming off the uh, 4th of July weekend, and, and uh, last week you kind of discussed kind of... Uh, what you do going into a holiday weekend and, and uh, bouncing back and not uh, being discouraged and not overtraining. Uh, when you, for those who kind of took off, you know, the last part of last week, uh, what do you say to them to get back in, get back in, uh, so it doesn't become, you know, one week, two week, three weeks behind? You know, um, I've talked to a few people, a few of my friends and stuff uh, who are feeling the same kind of like, taking vacation or, you know, wanting to kind of, uh, ease back into it. And I've been telling more and more people, um, you know, about my training as far as, uh, training for an Ironman, uh, in November. And I'm starting to train more and more now. And it's different for me too, because usually these events happen, um, you know, beginning of summer or midsummer, not after summer. So it's really challenging for me as well. And I'm seeing that you know, just in day-to-day activity, but just to try and plan, like, an event, you know, like a 10K or a half marathon or, you know, you don't have to do a full-blown marathon or something like that, but just try and plan some events. And, you know, the Long Beach half is coming up um, in October. That's a good time to start. Um, You know, 13 miles, I'd say if you can run six or even walk or walk jog, you know, just plan, you know, just try and have a goal. Right. Uh, we have an event coming up here at Powerhouse Fitness called the Ski Erg Challenge, and it's a thousand meter race. It's a, about a four or five minute race, so it's a, little, a lot shorter. It's pretty <laughs> pretty intense though, but it's you know it's definitely a good time. You can train for that. It's also great cross training for everything you do. And then in rowing, we have uh, events coming up. Uh, gosh, I don't even want to think about it, but it's uh, in, uh, you know not coming up really. But December, January, we have. Um, you know, those 2K races, uh, the beach sprints, and um, which are 2,000-meter races on the machines. So basically, you know, try and train for something to add value and um, encouragement to, your, to whatever you're doing. Have goals, you know, to try and keep you going. Right. That's the one reason why um, I signed up for an Ironman almost nearly a year ago because... Um, or right after the last event in November because um, I knew that this year was going to be a tough year for me as far as everything. Um, and so I wanted something to train for and to look look forward to, to doing, you know, to try and keep me motivated through the year. So also buy yourself a logbook, something you can write down your workouts in, you know, and I think I mentioned that before on previous right. shows. But that's really important, and log your hours for the, for the week kind of keeps you honest. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, the gyms are empty right now. Um, obviously, everyone's outside enjoying this nice weather and ac other activities and stuff like that. And but try and whatever you do, try and keep active. And um, you know, it's it's hard because there's a lot of stuff going on during the summer. But you can still trust me. You can still do these things and and still get your workouts in. You don't have to use the excuse, you know. To you can still push through. You know, you know uh, this question about the logbook. Uh, I think a lot of times uh, people that have the logbooks, and especially if you just use like a composition tablet or something, uh, which you can get for like a buck at Rite Aid or you know places like that. What what is what do you, what should you have in there? I know lots of times people list. Okay, I I looked at this. You know, I I did bench press, whatever, and I did three sets. How many reps? Uh, and uh, what the weight what the weight was per 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 set per rep, um, but is it important to put how how long you actually worked out, uh, whether or not you did cardio for how long? Or, I mean, what what should go into that? Just the entire you can of the yeah you can be as detailed as you want to be. And actually, I have one right here. I actually have to order a few more, um, but I'll probably put it up on my Facebook. Um, it's called Logbook One. Uh, it's the log for runners, joggers, and walkers. However, you can use it for just about anything. I use it for general training, um, and I just log my hours. And you can get really detailed on this thing, though. Uh, it talks about how much sleep you get a night, how much you, how much what you weigh, um, what you feel like. You know, how's your well-being? How's your heart? <laughs> it has a, a sheet for sleep, a, a scale for weight, and a heart for your heart, I guess. And then it also has a tank, like an empty uh, tank, and then you can fill in that tank and see how you felt each day overall as far as did you have more energy or less energy. And then a bunch of other things. Um, it has weights in here. Did you weight lift weights? Did you do hills? Did you do sprints? Um was it a cautious day? I mean, did you rest? There's all kinds of little symbols on here. Um, massage therapy, circuit training. So it's a really cool overall book, and I've used it uh, when I get ramp up my training to keep me honest. So yeah. I write things down. Also online, if you come into Row at Powerhouse Fitness, there's a free online logbook at concept2.com. And you can fill that in, and that's free, and that logs all your workouts forever. And right. that's all online, so it's kind of nice and convenient. Or anything, uh, what do they have? They have these um, new, uh, uh, the, uh, new uh, apps coming out with all the fitness apps, you know, right. on, um, on your I, I, iPod or whatever, or your, uh, your iPhone. And uh, you can get those apps and use those, you know, take advantage of those, those apps as well. Don't, try not to get too overwhelmed. I think I joined Weight Watchers one time, and I only did it for like a week. And because I was like, I have points coming out of my ears, you know, I don't know what's going on with these points, you know. And I, I got lost really quick, and you have to pay for that service as well. And with this logbook, you just, you know, pay for the book, and... Uh, and you can write down all kinds of notes in here, and there's examples of stuff. It's a really cool logbook. I think I got it at Jamba Juice, actually. Um, Is it important to put in there what you're eating also? Yeah, you know, in general, um, you know, 
if you want, yeah, like I said, you can get de- as detailed as you want. Yeah. There's not too much space for a lot of stuff, but you can write down um, what you ate for sure, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, and um, like I said, though, there's a lot of apps out there that do these calories things right. um, that are free apps. But um, but it's just all to use to keep you going because everyone gets complacent with what where where they are what they're doing or maybe they get lost in in certain things and that things get shoved out you know you don't have time for certain things but you can make time for this if you know you can really make time for anything if you really put your mind to it so i was reading a, i was reading an article and it was actually you know it was in a women's magazine so it was geared towards women but i think it applies to uh, just about everybody and it's, it's kind of hits on a few things that people, they, they call them workout mistakes. Um, so I was going to ask you about a couple of them. Um, one of them they said is uh, people do too much steady pace cardio. And basically the description is, is they, uh, they, they do their cardio at, at a specific, you know, what is it, three miles an hour, two miles an hour, whatever it is. And that's all they ever do. Uh, should, should you be varying the speed during your cardio? Or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to definitely um take it up and uh challenge yourself every time you come in you know to the gym or any kind of fitness regime um my friend and coach uh at one time in college asked if i was comfortable and i said yes and he goes that's not good you need to be uncomfortable you need to push yourself you know it, it all it's all depending on where you want to be what what you're doing and some people are just great on just being right there you know level playing and that's great but try not to get work or you know downward you know and worse and you know if you want to stay the same that's great but most people want to get better or see results you know and see fitness and weight loss results or just fitness results and um you have you have to keep pushing your body because your body is going to get used to whatever you're doing. Right. So whether it's changing workouts or um, changing time, you know, increasing time, um, and it's you know you need to to take these different things into account. Weights, cardio, you need to switch things up to keep your body guessing, and also you burn more calories that way. And, you know, the next time anyone says it's too hot to work out, well, guess what? I've been telling people the last few weeks, you actually burn more calories in the heat. Yeah. So that's more of an incentive to go work out in the heat. I don't, I don't recommend going out midday, especially if you're back east or, you know, where it's 110 degrees outside or, you know, if you're in Vegas and you're working out in the middle of the day, no, don't do that. But, you know, definitely in the warm weather, it, either early morning where you're, the sun's not glaring at you. Um, or late night, later in the day, you can do that, or inside, right. um, like Powerhouse Fitness, you know, you can come in here and get a workout any day, and, um, so that's, that's, uh, that's always a good, uh, good transitions to do and, and switch up your workouts. Um, one of the other, a couple of other things, uh, uh, you actually touched on one, um, we'll be talking about the weights, but, uh, one of the other things in the article I read, they're talking about form, and it says people, uh, using bad form is a, is a big workout mistake. How important is form, and is it, uh, geared toward specific, uh, workouts, or is it to just whatever, any, any workout? Yeah, form and technique is huge. Um, last night I was watching someone, and of course, you know, I'm gonna be kind of particular, because I'm a, I've been doing it for 20 years, and it's a guy was on the rowing machine, 
and he was doing it completely wrong. And I was, meanwhile, I was coaching two kids next to me, and I, I had my Concept Two shirt on. I looked, you know, I looked like a rower, and the guy was kind of looking at me, but he wasn't changing anything, even though I was coaching these kids. Yeah. Now, if I saw someone that knew looked like they're knew what they're doing and also looked fit and you know was teaching kids how to do things i would be curious and say hey do you mind if now obviously it's stranger asking stranger you know at the gym whatever but i was surprised one of the not to go off on this but i was surprised to go to a crossfit regionals uh, a couple years ago and go to a rowing event where they had guys rowing on, on as part of the event. And they introduced me as a national team rower, my dad, Olympian, all this stuff. And um, also world silver medalist in, in rowing. But not one of those guys, and there was probably about four or 500 guys competing, not one of them asked me about any technique. Even though it was right before the event, right. if I were one of those guys, I would... I don't care if it was seconds before the event. I would ask one, if there was one most important thing, what would you say to help with the technique? So just be smart. And, and it's not about pride or about I know it all and stuff like that. We all don't know it all. We all learn from other people, you know? So try and make... What I'm trying to say is if it sounds like a good argument and if you have sense backing it up, and also, if the person that is coaching you or teaching you has the credentials that are legit, go with it. Don't don't try and fight it because you're probably going to be wrong. I mean, we have years of experience learning from the best, and um, I've told people for years to get the right equipment for cycling shoes, and people still don't think they need cycling shoes. I'm like, listen, you're going to burn more calories if you have the right equipment. It's like playing tennis with sandals but they don't listen. Uh, I've told people about rowing technique, certain things here, certain things there, and maybe they want to do their own thing, that's fine, but form and technique, bottom line, is huge. I mean, if you're not doing it right, and I'll ask for technique all day long. I'll ask everybody for their opinions on stuff, and if it sounds crazy, you know, uh, then I won't really pay attention, but if it sounds like it's something interesting and something that'll work, I'll take that, you know? And even my national team coaches uh, had some crazy things that they said that weren't really that great, you know. Uh, I would say 10 to 20% of what they said was kind of not great advice. But the 80, 90% of what they said was amazing advice. So you got to learn how to filter that and what, what makes sense and what doesn't, you know. But if it's coming from a fitness professional, usually it's it's the right thing to do. So don't try and fight it and then, and then trust that the form is going to work, is going to work for, you know, right. You know, go, it's going to go miles. So, well, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you, know, you start talking about technique and, and I think people sometimes find it hard to understand, um, you know, why, if I'm just, if I'm pushing things a certain way, do I need to, is technique that important? But, you know, I always kind of go back to, if you watch, in, or if you've ever had a, like a golf lesson or you talked to I was watching some you know, some kids take a, their playing ice hockey and they were getting some lessons and I guess same with if you've listened to a lot of the, the, the guys who hit good hitters in baseball you know sometimes it's a matter of when you 
break your wrist or release, release uh, you know, it, it's a split second of technique, which changes, and I'll tell you, it's changed their game completely. Like guys will say, well, I wasn't hitting the ball great, you know, I couldn't keep it in the fairway, and I went to this instructor, and all he had me do was, you know, change my grip a little bit, and now I don't have that problem anymore. And we're talking about just a minute change of technique, and, and this is how important technique can be, oh, yeah. you know, and a lot of different uh, things you do. So I, you know, um, when I find that a lot of times when you talk about, um, especially if it's weightlifting or, or like you were saying, rolling and stuff, a lot of people have uh, they get into a groove of what feels good, feels comfortable for them, when they actually learn the wrong way to start with. And it's kind of hard to get them to change to kind of do things right. Yeah, yeah and that happened to me in high school. Uh, I didn't have the best coach, and I picked up some bad technique, and it's taken me my whole life almost to correct those things, and they're pretty big things. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I understand it's definitely hard to switch things as you learn, but but at least you're trying. Yeah. And at least you're trying to get better and... Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely take lessons uh, from certain instructors, and it'll basically it's more efficient. You know, if you do it the wrong way, you're you're gonna probably hurt yourself. You might, you know, end up in bed for a few weeks. If you do it the right way, you're gonna get a better workout overall. You're gonna get more bang for your buck. Like just buying cycling shoes. I mean, I, I'm saying this because last night I was teaching a cycling class, and I told the kid to buy cycling shoes that I'm coaching, uh, that's a rower, and he's trying to get into colleges and stuff, and I said, I said, you have to get these shoes, and he forgot to get them last week, and he, so then he remembered last night, he got them, and after class, he goes, wow, he goes, wow, that was a lot harder, and I go, yep, I told you, and I say, what, what would you say, how hard would you say that was versus your regular shoes, and he goes about, I'd say, I told him, I said, would, would you think 20, 30% harder? And he goes, yeah, that's about right. And that's what I tell people. Yeah. So basically, out of an hour class, you burn about 800 calories. 20 or 30% of that 800 calories is a couple hundred calories just by getting the equipment. Right. You know, you think Tiger Woods is swimming, swinging with a wooden <laughs> golf club? No, he's swinging with the carbon fiber, you know, the best of the best. You think Lance Armstrong is going on a, you know on a, um, a bike that's 10, 20 years old, or a mountain bike, no, he's getting the best equipment. So a lot of it's getting the right equipment. Runners with the shoes, cyclists with the shoes, rowers with the proper attire, um, or the proper rowing machine, you know, the right rowing machine. And then the other part of it is is getting the technique down, the, the little things, and really absorbing that, that, um, that information and not questioning it. Try not to question it. Um, a lot of kids don't question things really. They just do it. And they're honestly the easiest, uh, I've found the easiest people to coach. Uh, as adults, we kind of overthink things. So try not try to be uh, really receptive and really just dumb it down and keep it simple. But when people tell you certain things in the technique, just try and do exactly what that is and work on it. Like you said, work on it over and over and over again. Um, when it comes to, uh, we talk about um, pushing yourself or knowing what, um, what, uh, what, what is your, what is your pace? Because you, a lot of times people say, you know, work at your own pace. And are you, if you're, my question is, if you're working at your own pace, are you achieving the goals you want to achieve? 
And then on the flip side of that, I was reading an article today about somebody who uh, is on the Olympic team with Michael Phelps, and his thing was, is uh, you know, if I, if he trained like I did, he'd be even so much better than he is because he has a lot of natural talent. And, I, and the guy says, you know, basically he thinks he's lazy, and he says, you know, I train super hard and I can't beat him. Um, but that's again, that's that's comparing his workout to your, you know, to what you do. Um, how do you know what your pace is, and how is important? How important is it to kind of be comfortable in your own, you know, your own workout? Well, first of all, was this another teammate that called Michael Phelps lazy? Oh wow. Okay, yeah. I would I would be swinging about fourteen gold medals in front of his face right now. You know, calling Not only that, somebody somebody who lost to him at the uh, in the, in the nationals, but by, oh, by wow. a second and a half. What a sore! That's a sore loser. I'm sorry. That's horrible. That's kind of like uh, when, um, not to go off on this story, but I'll get, uh, it's kind of like when I was at Cal Berkeley and uh, Anthony Irving, who's now in the Olympics again, uh, won his first gold medal, I think he was 19, uh-huh. and he swam. Natalie Coughlin was also, and Stacey Stitz were uh, friends of mine that I went to Cal with, it's at Berkeley, and Anthony Irving and Stacey Stitz came walking into a, a bar right when they got home, right after... Uh, 2000 in Sydney mm-hmm. and they had won their gold medals and they are wearing their gold medals and they walked in the bar at Raleigh's on Telegraph and this frat guy comes walk, walks around and goes oh yeah that's that's nice yeah I won a gold medal and da 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 and you know and I grab the kid and I go what did you just say I'm like listen buddy I'm like these people just won a, a gold medal for the USA they're representing let them wear the medal one night without being harassed yes yeah. you know you can they're the best in the world let them let us cheer let us celebrate yeah for them and on top of that my dad won a bronze medal so you're really insulting my dad too because he won a bronze medal in the Olympics so you're basically calling my dad one of those people too and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, come on. Now, I would say, you know, it's like, I mean, the Kings won the Stanley Cup. Right. They're showing the Cup. They're, they're, they have a tour for the Cup <laughs> right now. It's going all over the world. Are you, so, someone, so, really? Someone's going to say, like, oh, come on. You, know? you can't wave that Stanley Cup out here, you know. What? What are you talking about? When, I mean, these people, they don't think. And it's like incredible. Just to make the Olympics um, is is daunting. And, and to win a medal, I mean, that's insane. So, anyways, to get back to your point about, uh, about pushing yourself. Yeah, when I say uh, pace yourself uh, to your, what you think is that level. We have um, levels in cycling, 1 through 10. 10 being, obviously... Uh, the hardest, and you have you have pr- attention for that. Right. On the rowing machine, we have watts uh, measurement of uh, units on the monitor. Uh, if you can pull your body weight in watts, then that's a good thing. That's a good goal. If you can do more, now the the way you're gonna it's called it's a, there's a scientific word for it, perceived exertion, and I think I may have brought it up last the last yeah. show. It's called PE, and um, they've been talking about it more and more because coaches will push their kids and push uh, the athletes harder and harder, and the athletes are scared to tell them, you know, if it's too hard or not too hard. So the way they get it correct is lactic acid testing. But anyways, I can go on that, but basically perceived exertion. So if you're breathing hard and you cannot talk and all you're focusing on is basically 
working out and surviving and not thinking about anything else, that is, that's pushing yourself. Um, a pace is just below that. So if you pace yourself, that's just below that. You can barely talk, um, you're breathing hard, your heart's pumping, and you're uncomfortable. That's, I mean, just, there's, you're un, yeah, my idea of a workout is being uncomfortable for most of the time. Right. You do not, if you're too, if you're comfortable, like, oh, I can do this all day, that you're not really working out. And in, in consequence, you're really not burning that many calories and you're not really going to get to your, get to your goals sooner. So what my job is to do is to push you as hard as possible to make the time go by as fast as possible and to get to your results as soon as possible, like everyone else wants, but you got to work for it. Yeah. And you want to make it so that you know, you're most efficient as possible in that class. And how you do that is by pushing yourself and pacing yourself. So you're at that brink. And if you, you know, if you're too much, like you feel like you're going to pass out, obviously back off, but try and find, you got to find that on your own. You know, you got to find that limit Right. and it gets better. Your body gets used to it. You start getting better shape. You can push yourself more and more, but you know, that that's, you're finding that zone right there. And that's a, it's a tricky thing um, sometimes, but you you, you want to push yourself and you know challenge yourself. You know it's fun, you know, and and you get results. So yeah. Um, last bit here for today. Uh, you know, you've talked in the past. Uh, you know, well, we always you always talk about uh, nutrition, and you've mentioned uh, in the past about the amount of fresh vegetables you get, and you talked about um, a tower garden. Uh, what exactly is the tower garden, and and how does it work, and what can people what can people grow, and how does it benefit them benefit them? Oh, the, fitness and health. Yeah, the tower garden actually I have four of them right now. I have two on my patio, and one for display, and one here at Powerhouse Fitness. Um, it's basically a uh, aeroponics uh, growing system, so it grows up instead of out. Mm-hmm. It's a tower, and you can go to J Nun. That's J as in Jack. J Nun towergarden.com and you can take a look at uh, what I'm talking about it is uh, made and promoted by Juice Plus and Juice Plus is the uh, uh, concentrated food supplement it's a whole food based supplement that you take with your food and it's all fruits and vegetables Um, it's all condensed concentrated food uh, that you take so it's not a vitamin and uh, you can go to jnonjuiceplus.com to get more information on that but basically, these two things, and there's a bunch of other stuff that they make as well, like a protein powder complete, along with the capsules, the fruits, vegetables, and vineyard, and then the tower garden, is all surrounded around whole food-based nutrition and getting 10-plus servings of fruits and vegetables every day. If you're training and working out, that's how many you need a day. Right. The science is finding that in order to keep your body optimizing at optimal level or the best level possible... The highest level possible is that you need 10 plus servings. So uh, it's very hard to do that unless you're a chef in the kitchen all day to eat that many servings of fruits and vegetables every day. So this is an easy way to kind of fill the bridge the gap. Um, so the tower garden is aeroponics, so it runs off of a 20 gallon container on the bottom and it has a pump, pumps the water up, trickles the water down. Uh, nutrient-rich water, which you pre-mix in the, in the water, and then the plants get the 
water as it trickles down in the rock well, which surrounds around the root. There's no soil involved, so you brush off all the soil, or you can germinate the seeds by yourself. And you can grow anything out. So anything that grows out, you can grow in the tower garden, meaning that you can grow tomatoes and um, strawberries and kale, lettuce, um, bok choy, uh, wheatgrass, anything that grows out. Yeah. So it's a really efficient way to grow. Um, there was a restaurant the other day, a Playa restaurant in LA that had a, and that's out on my Facebook as well, that had a, uh, has about 30 of them on the roof. And they did a time lapse of the 30 on the roof every day. And it just went nuts. And it just grew out in a, in a month. It was full. Um, and they were able to eat. And mine, at my, at my house, is, um, you, you, you can't even see the tower anymore. Um, before you could see it, and then four weeks later, it was totally full of fruits and vegetables. So, great way to get your fruit fresh. When you uh, when you uh, when you set that up and uh, and you said you, you can grow so many plants that can grow out, um, there's there's no you don't have to worry about any pesticides or anything like that. It just kind of no, not really. Um, you can get a neem oil for um, you know, which is natural and safe for your plants to kind of keep the bugs away. But I haven't had a had a problem with the bugs or anything like that. Um, because it's not in the soil, you don't get any of those pesticides or anything like that, or any kind of unwanted, um, you know, like miracle Grow. that stuff is toxic, and, you know, you get very, very few toxins in the soil, so it's just really clean system, and it tastes really good, too. I'll, I'll be out in my driveway just eating, like, a, I think one of my friends called me a dinosaur. He called me one of those uh, leaf-eating dinosaurs the other day. Because I wasn't using my hands and I was just eating off the tower garden. Like, you know, I did this kind of a joke, but I just eat, ate right off it, you know? Not, yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's about uh, to wrap, wrap things up. We, um, we got a little motivation for everybody for next week? Yeah, just, uh, well, for, all, for Team USA, go for gold, as my dad always says. And, uh, or I say row for gold, go for, go for gold. And, uh, since the Olympics are coming up and then just, uh, just keep, uh, what, well, you know, you know what, I'm going to give you a quote from a, this vlog book, um, that I, uh, they have a weekly quote in here every day or, or every week as well. So by this one's an anonymous quote and it says, uh, people are not excellent because they achieve great things. They achieve great things because they choose to be excellent. So, meaning that it's a choice. People aren't born with excellence. You know, Michael Phelps and Wayne Gretzky and, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, they worked hard for these things. And that's why I like those ESPN things beyond the glory because they really tell the true story about what these athletes came from and how they worked. So, they chose to be this way. They chose, They worked hard. They may have had some advantages or whatever, but they chose to work hard and be excellent. So, excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jack. That's another edition of uh, The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn. And uh, let's get those websites out again. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, well, powerhousefit.com is the gym in Long Beach. We have two locations. And then um, you can get your nutrition a simple, simple way at jnunjuiceplus.com. And then the Tower Garden is at jnunn.towergarden.com. Thank <laughs> you.
Talkstarradio.net.